welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome to anyone who's found us for the first time. I'm so glad you're here. Please don't run off quite yet. Please stick around for a bit and let's see what the Lord has for all of us today. And welcome to all you regular listeners. Thank you for coming back again today. Thank you for downloading. It's such a joy to be here with you. I want you to know that I pray for all of you regularly. Even though I don't know who you are, God does. He knows what you're right in the middle of, what you're coming out of, and what you're going into. He sees. He knows. And so uh, I just pray that you will be strengthened, that you will be encouraged to uh, be diligent about being in his word and about uh, making that time to spend with him, that you will be determined to do that. Our adversary, that old devil, the one that seeks around or uh, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, works to keep us distracted. He whispers uh, that there is no need to be in this word, that it is outdated, that it is not relevant to this culture, and those are all lies. He does not want us to be in relationship with God the Father and to have that peace and that joy and that eternal life that comes from him. And so, uh, Ignore that. Rebuke that devil. Go back to what you know is true. And what we know is true is that Jesus has said when he was quoting Deuteronomy that man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And so it's so important for us to be in this word. And I'm just glad that you're here. I want to encourage you to read, study, live, and share this word. And in saying that, please share this with anyone else who you think may receive a blessing from it. Please consider sharing if you're listening on your podcast app. Uh, Please consider sharing that. Please consider following and subscribing and doing all those things that we do um, with social media. That really does help other people be able to see it. And so I thank you if you feel so led to do that. Well, our verse for the day for January the 14th, 2024 comes from the book of, or it's actually a letter, 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 14, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. Oh dear, there's a lot of stuff here, friends, and so it's wise for us to think about uh, where we are in the scripture, who was writing this letter, to whom it's being written, what is going on. It's such an important discipline. I've talked with you about that over the last couple of years and going into this third season, how I think it is wise for us to take just a few minutes each time we're in a new passage, just to remind ourselves, you know, our minds are leaky and sometimes we forget. Sometimes we just jump right in and Oh, it makes such a difference to go back and get that framework that will help you be able to share it. It will help you to be able to have the appropriate context and to apply it. And so it's just a good thing to do. So we're in this letter of First Peter. First Peter is one of the general letters. I've told you that the New Testament begins with... Um, 
the four gospels then it moves to church history which is the book of acts then of paul into paul's letters there's 13 of those and then there's eight letters that are called general letters and they were written by men who were not paul and then right after that's the book of revelation which is new testament prophecy this book of first peter is one of those general letters we have two letters from peter first and second peter we know peter wrote this because it says uh, in first peter chapter one verse one peter an apostle of jesus christ to those who are elect exiles of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with his blood, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Uh, Peter was an apostle. And we know he was an apostle because the Lord appointed him. We know, we read in, uh, well, one account in Matthew chapter 10, how the Lord took from his disciples 12 men whom he called apostles. And he gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and the authority to heal every disease and every affliction. And these men walked with him daily. They worked with him. They saw his miracles in person. They um, heard him teach. They saw him when he was tired. They saw him when he was hungry. They saw him be crucified. They saw him be placed in that tomb after he died they saw him after he was resurrected and they saw him ascend back to heaven they were there on that day of pentecost when the holy spirit was poured out on all the believers who were in that upper room and so peter knew what he was talking about he was an eyewitness Peter was uh, considered the chief apostle he's listed first when you look at the apostle list Oftentimes, he was the spokesperson for the apostles. We see his triumphs. We see his failures and his difficulties chronicled. Um, When I was reading in my study Bible notes, uh, John MacArthur had uh, mentioned that he's mentioned more than any other person besides Jesus in the Gospels. And so we see a lot about the apostle Peter And it's such a wonderful uh, example that the Lord has given us that uh, he took a fisherman. He took someone who had faults and failures, who often said things before he thought, um, who uh, had his very own mistakes. But the Lord took him and used him mightily uh, to spread the gospel. And that is good news and a good example for all of us. Um, We know that Peter denied the Lord Jesus uh, at that night when uh, the Lord Jesus had been arrested, Uh, but Jesus forgave him, and then Jesus used him in a mighty way. We know that Jesus told him that he was going to do that, and he also told Peter that uh, Satan had requested to sift Peter like wheat, but but that Jesus himself had prayed for Peter and when he had returned to strengthen his brothers. And that's exactly what Peter is doing in this letter of 1 Peter. He was writing, it says, to those elect exiles. And when it's talking about the exiles, it's talking about those believers who were being scattered because of the persecution. 
And they were chosen. They uh, had been uh, chosen to be believers. God knows knew all of us before we were, before we were ever made. Um, and he has a plan for each and every one of us. He's made a way for all of us. And he did that in sending Jesus uh, to die for our sins, to be the sacrifice for our sins, to pay the penalty that each of us owed uh, him for our sins against him. And uh, so some will go the way and follow the Lord Jesus. Some accept that. Some refuse and rebel. And I just encourage you to accept that because it's a gift that's been offered to all. But Peter uh, opens up here and gives God the praise and the glory. And we talked about that just a few days ago when we were in this opening in First Peter 1, 3. But I want to read this to you leading up to our verse for the day because Peter is in encouraging these folks. That's one of the main themes of this uh, letter of 1 Peter is to persevere through suffering, to be holy, to be Christ-like through suffering. Uh, Because Christ suffered for us, all of us are going to be called to suffer in some way or the other because we are Christians. Um, But that is a light and momentary thing. Uh, it's short-lived because in the in the big scheme of eternity, this is just a drop in the bucket. So I want you to hear uh, what Peter says as he leads up to our verse for the day. He says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. And here he's getting ready to remind them, you know, just just, uh, hold on. He says, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you don't do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you in the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things in which the angels long to look. Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And here's our verse for the day. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. I'm going to read past this. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. 
And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Oh, there is so much here. Peter was giving them an encouragement and and reminded them about what they had in Christ, this salvation that was going to be the outcome of their faith. And he even says this was something that the prophets couldn't even completely understand. But you all are we together because Jesus has been here and because he's died on the cross. We are uh, we have seen what he's done. The prophets talked about the the coming Messiah, but he has come and he has uh given us that salvation because of what he did for us on the cross and so now you have this to look forward to that's going to be the outcome of your faith the salvation of your souls so look to that even though you're going through these fiery trials and that's why he says here therefore preparing your minds for action so keep your mind set on what Jesus has done and what is coming, even though this that you're going through is short. He says, therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So don't set your hope on the things that you can see. Don't set your hope on uh, men. Don't worry about these temporal things. Set, Set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of of Jesus Christ. That grace is our salvation, friends. That grace is that when we stand in judgment and all of us will will be in judgment, if we are found in Christ, we won't be punished. We will have mercy. We will have grace. We will we are covered in his righteousness so we won't be separated from God. That's that grace. That's that hope that we have. Um, you know, it would have been just enough for us to not be punished. But in addition to that, God has given us eternal life with him and with his son, Jesus. So there's even so much more. There's this inheritance that won't spoil or fade like Peter talked about. And then he gives us this um, this exhortation in our verse as obedient children. So as ones who are trusting, as ones who are obeying what God has told us to do, don't be do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. So don't go back to the way that that we were before we knew about Christ. That word ignorance means not knowing. It's um in the Greek it's agnosia, agnosia, I believe. And um no, agnosia. No s in it. <laughs> Uh, that A means without, that N-O-I means knowing. That was a without knowing. That's before you knew Christ. Don't go back to the way you acted then. Don't go back to worrying about the things that you could just see. Think about what you know now in light of what Christ has done for us. Think about how we should live because of uh, what he's done for us. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, does such a good job also talking about uh, once we are believers in Christ, how we are a new creation, 
the old has passed away, the new has come. And that's what um, Peter is saying here. He said, don't be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you be holy. So may we be Christ-like. May we act like him. And we don't have to do it in our own power, friends. We can't. It's because of that Holy Spirit that he's given us. We talked about that yesterday, how we're sealed with the Holy Spirit when we become believers. And his Holy Spirit gives us that power, not of our own selves, but his power to do what needs to be done. And then the fruit of that spirit is love and joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. He gives us the power in the form of the spiritual gifts to do the work that he wants us to do. And even to stand up under these difficulties. You know, Jesus talked about that with his with his apostles about when they were handed over, when they would be handed over to the authorities not to worry about what they were to say or anything like that that the holy spirit would give them what to say we are strengthened in our weaknesses because of the holy spirit it's his strength not ours and so peter's saying um so being obedient following him trusting him don't be conformed don't fit back into that old mold that you used to be um, in the passions of your former ignorance when you didn't know, but be holy like him because he is holy. And friends, the way we do that is we spend time with him. We spend time in his word. I love what Paul said. He says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. The way our minds are transformed is that we keep our minds stayed on him and that we're in the word. We are sanctified. We are made holy. We are set apart by spending time with him and by being in his word. Jesus, when he was praying back to the father, he said, your word is truth. Sanctify them in your truth. That sanctifying means setting apart, making holy. And we are sanctified by spending more time in his word, friends. And so I encourage you to do that. That is how we're not going to be conformed to our former ignorance because we have knowledge of him through Christ. We have knowledge of his will uh, by spending time with him and by what the Holy Spirit reveals to us and what we learn in his word. So read his word, study his word, live it out and share it for his glory. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.